Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. And on Fridays, we call it the I Work For Him Radio Roundtable, where we ask you to call in and share how your faith is being stretched by what you hear on the show. Ask you to call in and share how your faith is being is impacting your workplace as members of the I Work For Him Nation. And, and it's for you to tell us how the I Work For Him Nation challenge is impacting you. We I got a story just the other day from a guy in Thailand who was sharing his testimony and and joined the I Work For Him Nation. Don't even ask me how that happened. But, it, you know, God is using this show across the world. And we're so grateful to our Heavenly Father for that. And we're just hoping that something we say today will just cause you to take a step back, to, to breathe deep, and to recognize that your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Super big thanks go out to Jose Cruz. He'll be engineering the show today. Hey, but have you joined the I Work For Him Nation? Have you gone out to IWorkForHim.com iwork the number 4 him.com and clicked on the I Work For Him Nation flag. We're looking for Christ followers across the nation and around the world to make the commitment to start serving those employees and co-workers in your workplace to start praying for them by name every day looking for ways to serve them looking for ways to befriend them looking for ways to pray with them but all along being a person of excellence in your workplace people that will draw you your work will draw attention to the work that the lord has done in your heart that's what the i work for him nation members are all about it's not a club that you join it's a commitment that you make. And when you join it, you'll get a personal message back from me, not one that's pre-recorded. And you're going to get, well, we do we order them? Today. All right, we finally did it, people. Everybody listening out there, we ordered the I Work For Him Nation bumper stickers. And when you join the I Work For Him Nation, we're going to send you one. Yes, we are. And, and it gives you the ability to just have... I work for him or the rest of it that says th- what station we're on. So it depends on what you want. It, it, it's pretty cool. Martha, thanks for getting that done. You, bet. you did an amazing job getting our graphic designer to, to design them. You did such an awesome job. Oh, thanks. Well, I just, I just want to say, because one of the things, like, we're not bumper sticker people, but we're no. all about, um, I mean, this can go on a window. I just want to clarify. It's we're not really put it on a your bumper van. sticker anymore. It's a window sticker. Right. And um, it causes no damage, blah, blah, blah. But the whole point is to just make people aware that there's something going on. 
Do I have to put one in my car? Of course, of course I do. <laughs> Every panel. I'm thinking <laughs> what we'll do is we ordered a lot. Maybe we should order a, more, the double the car, and we just cover my entire, entire car. Sure. It I could be like a wrap. Yeah. Make it a wrap. <laughs> that would be pretty good. All right. Remember what Romans 12.2 says? Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to help change the way you think by having you hear some different testimonies. We've got a few people they're going to be doing today, but the majority of our conversation today is with Bob McBurney. I met Bob about four years ago, networking as I was around the country and around the, the city of Tampa Bay. Well, I was networking around the country. <laughs> Well, it, well, well, Tampa Bay is like its own country, and the traffic well, is—it's is, like Indonesia. It's the a traffic peninsula, it you know. A, so, I mean, and if we ever had an earthquake, it would be in its own island. So, there you go. Break off. <laughs> okay, so I met Bob McBurney doing some networking here in Tampa Bay, and as I just heard his story, Bob and I have continued to maintain our friendship. What Bob does every day, I'm going to let you let him tell you, but it was enough where I'm like, Bob. Can we do a show? Let's do a show and have you share what's going on in your life, how God's using you. And so, Bob McBurney, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for the invitation. It's, it's exciting to have you here. So first, before as we head up to our first break, talk to me about, talk to Martha and I about how Christ is making a difference in your life, how he's making an impact on your life today. Well, one of the things that uh, I, I feel on a daily basis is the fact that I have moved from a 30-year career in a totally different industry to one where I know the Lord has directed me here, and I am helping people in ways I had never considered. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of people in corporate America today that uh, find uh, their positions are a little bit uncertain. I deal with many of them who are exiting, some by choice, uh, others by different circumstances, and it's a, it's a difficult time for a lot of these folks. And uh, the Lord has led me to a new role, a new business, a new ministry, where I help people explore business ownership as an option in the world of franchising. Now, and you, you've got the, the name of your business is Bayport Franchise Intermediaries. And we'll let you explain that in a little bit. But, you know, as you shifted, your, you went through your halftime experience. Did you ever read the book Halftime? I did not. Okay, well, see, this is an exact reason. Now, Bob went through a halftime experience, but didn't get to read the book uh, because the Lord shifted you from a life, a corporate life, where you're pursuing success, and He really shifted your life into a life of significance, really investing in the lives of other people. And that's what halftime is all about. I will have to get that. Uh, you know what? I, I bet know I can, this guy. He's got some in his trunk. I got, I got some in my trunk, but oh, I don't have right. We We're drove your car, car today. Though. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Bob, talk about your life before Bayport Franchise Intermediaries. You had a corporate life of 30 years, you said. 30 years in the insurance industry. Mm. Uh, started out fresh out of school uh, with a company uh, called AIG, largest insurance company in the world. And uh, moved through many home office positions. At one point, I was running uh, national field operations, uh, you know, agencies throughout the country. Uh, I then got into fee-for-service insurance consulting. And uh, as part of that practice, I was providing expert witness testimony to uh, trial attorneys who were in litigations with big insurance companies. Mm. So I've uh, done just about everything there is to do in the world of insurance. And in 2010, the Lord just laid on my heart, it's time to do something new and different. 
And that was tough, though, to make that decision to follow the Lord in 2010 because the economy wasn't exactly booming in 2010. <laughs> exactly. It was more like busting in 2010. <laughs> so did you struggle when he said to retire and move on to a different spot? Well, I felt as though it, it was time to do something. And I, I prayed about it, prayed for leading, and I did feel I wanted something fresh, something that would give me those creative juices in the morning like I used to have. And through the, the research that I was doing, because I was exploring a new type of business, uh, to purchase a business or to start a business, I found my way into the franchise world. I looked at a number of franchise businesses, and uh, I found some things that I love to share with people hmm. because it's, it's, just, it's still amazing to me today. Uh, the first thing is that anyone looking to start a business, if they go to their local bank, they probably are not going to get much interest. They'll politely tell you they don't do startup businesses. But if you go to that same bank saying, I want to buy a franchise business, and here it is, they will not only want to talk to you, but their competition will line up for your business. So, but, I mean, you jumped from 30 years in the insurance business to now you're an expert in franchises. What was it about your search for a business that said, hey, instead of me having a business, I want to have a business helping people get businesses? Right. Well, the interesting part about what I'm doing, uh, in the insurance world, there are insurance agents that work between clients and insurance companies, I'm really in a role where I'm working between clients and franchises. Hmm. Uh, Bayport Franchise Intermediary represents over 500 franchises throughout the United States and Canada. So I consider myself a little bit like the eHarmony matchmaker of the franchise <laughs> world. Well, let's take that up a level from eHarmony. They went a little sideways on us. What's the other one? Uh, uh, match Match.com is what we've heard a little better or about. Christian Man. Mingle. Christian Mingle. You know, e still, but yeah. you're not only representing Christian franchises. Yeah. Everything. No, right. I mean, you've, yeah. got, you've got franchises, like you said, even up north, eh? Canada? Absolutely. Canada, eh? Okay. You didn't catch that part, you know? <laughs> but, you were, but you were from the Northeast, right? Where right. You? New York. New York. Well, we won't hold that against you either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. There's a lot of people listening from New York. I love New York. Yeah, actually, too. really. New York City was fun, and upstate New York is actually great. Martha and I have great memories in upstate New York. I got a speeding ticket in Buffalo, New York, so, you know, it's great. <laughs> All right. So, Bob, what, you know, this understanding. Why is it important for somebody like you to be in somebody's life? When somebody's thinking about, I want to start my own business. I'm tired of being, working for somebody else, making them money. Why is it important for somebody to talk to you about their options? Well, a lot of people think it would be nice to have their own business. Uh, many people think to own a franchise, you need a million dollars. And if you, I represent Steak and Shake as one of the franchises in my portfolio. That's a million-dollar investment. But I also represent franchises that can be purchased for twenty-five dollars to $50,000. And uh, what, what I find interesting in, in talking with people, uh, they have no comprehension of the difference between the results of a startup business versus a franchise. I have one slide that I use in a lot of my presentations 
And I say, if I only had one slide to use, this would be the one. It's from the U.S. Department of Commerce. I'm going to have you hold it. Right. That, that's, like, that's like good. That's a, that's a good bait right there. You've got this one slide. Don't forget where we are, Martha. We've got a I caller. Remember. We've got Teddy Steger on the phone today. And he's got, we saw him post something on Facebook that was a testimony that everybody in Tampa Bay needs to hear. Teddy, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey guys, how we doing? Hey Teddy. Good, good to hear your voice. Go ahead and leave names out of your description of what you're going to share today. But thank you so much for being willing to call, Teddy. Go ahead, take it from here. Yeah, well, uh, I just do uh, land work, you know, dirt work on construction sites, site preparation, things like that. We've been on a site here over by Idlewild Baptist Church for a while, and uh, you know, I drive around in a in a big truck, and it says "Got Jesus" on the side of it, very big, all the way down the side. So it's pretty obvious to most people, but. I've been on this job for a while, and there's been a fellow here that's um, been, you know, I've dealt with some just here and there, you know, helping help me with things. And today he comes up to me, and I don't know if we've ever even really had a conversation. He just kind of saw me here and there. And he comes up and he says, uh, you're obviously a man of God, to which I was like, okay, well, I, I appreciate that you think that, you know. <laughs> I'd probably be. And, uh, and he, he says, well, I'd really like to ask you to pray for, for me and my family. And he started crying tears in his eyes. I mean, we're two dudes standing on the construction site, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he just tells me about, you know, things he's problems been having with drugs and family and so on and so forth. And, and I listened and I said, you know, would you mind if I prayed for you right now? And he said, no. So we awesome. right there just stopped and prayed. And, and, you know, I asked him, you know, I, I prayed for peace and that he would get hooked up and he'd be the example for his family to see what God, what God's nature is. And, and so on and so forth. So we prayed, and then once we got done, I asked him, I said, you know, hey, if you were to die today, uh, do you know for sure that you'd go to heaven? And uh, and he gave me a little bit of a works-based answer, which I often get when I ask that question. Mm-hmm. But um, eventually he kind of narrowed it down, and, and they said, well, yeah, we're not, you know, well, I was raised a Christian. And I said, well, you know, do you want to know for sure? Because I can tell you, and then next time somebody asks you this question, you can confidently give the correct answer. And I told him, I said, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're all sinners, and there's no way any of us make it to heaven without, uh, without Jesus. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is the only reason we make it there. And he said, if you believe that in your heart, he said, yeah, yeah, I prayed that when I was a kid. And I said, well, that's good. I, I appreciate that. And I said, you know, you have a church you go to? And he said, no, not, not really. I said, well, I gave him my name and my telephone number, and I said, look, I go to this church right down the street here. I said, if you want to come on Sunday, you would give me a call. You want to see a friendly face when you get there. I'd be glad to have you. And you know, I told him about Celebrate Recovery and other things that Idlewild does. And it was just really amazing that out of the blue, somebody will walk up to you and break down and be that open with a complete stranger. It was really a God thing. I just felt so unworthy that that God would put me in that position. It was it was really amazing. Teddy, wow, that's awesome! It is awesome, and thank you for sharing that because that's an encouragement to everybody listening. Because we're you know we're just trying to be available, and, and uh, you were available today, and God used your availability, and I'm sure you'll have some other opportunities to have more conversations with this guy, Teddy Steger. Thanks so much for calling into I work for him and for sharing that testimony. God bless you, buddy. You take it easy, all right? All, all right, right. bye bye. So, Bob, you've got this one, you got this slide, this one slide you want to share with everybody. Yes, it's, uh, it's published by the U.S. Department of Commerce, and it shows the success rate of businesses over 10 years. Regular startup businesses versus franchise startup businesses. In the first year, 
regular startup businesses have about a 40% failure rate. By the end of 10 years, those same startup businesses are down to only 15% remaining. But at the end of that same 10-year period, over 90% of those new franchises are still around. That's a big number. That That's is. incredible. Bob, we talked a little bit. You represent over 500 franchises. That's correct. And they're from all over. I mean, those franchises are available all over the country and in Canada. That's correct. But probably not all over Alaska. Or are they available in Alaska, too? They could be. As long as you can get snowmobiles to get there. Okay. Probably not an Italian ice franchise in uh, Alaska. That would be interesting. All right. So you got a lot of people listening today that are Christ-following people who maybe have had jobs and they're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, which there's a lot of dangers there. They listen to us all day long. How can you help them determine whether franchising is right for them or not? Well, I... I I do a lot of marketing over the Internet, so I'm working with people throughout the United States, not just Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually those initial conversations speak to that exact point. Uh, people coming from all aspects of uh, corporate America. Uh, the good news is uh, many people think to buy a franchise, it has to be related to something they've done in their business career. And actually, only 25% of franchise owners are in a business that correlates to what they did previously. In fact, the, the franchise companies would prefer that you know nothing about the business so that they can train you. Their this, way. They their want to be way. trained their way. So uh, they're, they're anxious to find people who want to be involved in, in running businesses and not necessarily in the business doing the work. So it, it creates a lot of new options that most people aren't aware of because uh, now the, uh, the framework of what might fit them uh, is, is just uh, much bigger than they had ever, ever thought about on their own. So when you're having those conversations with them about looking into what they might want to do, um, what, what kinds of benefits do you tell them franchising can have for them? Well, one of the biggest benefits is that you're you're following a proven business model, mm. and that's why the franchise exists. Right. Uh, what I really like about the franchise world is uh, all of these franchises are governed by the Federal Trade Commission. Okay. So just like stocks are monitored by the SEC, all of these franchises have governmental oversight. So before you buy one of these you have a lot of information at your disposal. And the other thing is uh, franchises are not sold, they're awarded. And the franchise companies are looking at you just as hard as you are looking at them because they do not want to bring on people who might fail. Yeah, and people that will give them a bad name. Exactly. They're entrusting their brand to you. I mean, that's really what they're licensing, their brand, their procedures, their policies, their architectural setup, their licensing, everything that they've invested to you. And they want that to be successful. Because if you're not successful, they don't make any money. Well, and and that is why with that 10-year study, there's such a high success rate because you are just following a proven business model. And before you decide to make the plunge, Part of the disclosure information with the uh, franchisors is that they provide you with a list of all of their other franchisees. 
So you can call them and you can say, hey, Jim, you're on the list. How long have you been running your business in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of challenges did you have? How long was it before you started making money? Uh, that's, that's an area that would not be afforded to you if you were looking to just start a business on your own. Right. No track record, no experience, no, none and, of those references. And that is why banks love franchises because they, they can almost say with absolute predictability what that business is going to look like in month one, month six, month 12. And uh, their, their risk is eliminated quite a bit because they have that history to fall back on. Hmm. So, you know, like a McDonald's franchise today, how much are those worth? I mean, how much does it cost to buy a McDonald's franchise? Over a million, and uh, McDonald's used to be, like many others, you want to open up one in a various location. Uh, if you are serious about a McDonald's franchise, they won't even talk with you unless you are willing to buy 20 locations. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, I don't like the fries French, that much. French fries are out of the question. Uh, yes. All right. What about Chick-fil-A? That's a that they they handle it even differently, don't they? They're probably not part of your brokering out there. Do no, they handle they, all their own? They have a little different business model. The people that are coming into their world are operating manager owners, but uh, it's not exactly like other franchises where you go in and you are strictly the owner of mm -hmm. that particular operation. I, I know a lot of Christians going, well, I would love to just run my own Chick-fil-A franchise. <laughs> I just want to eat the chicken. I'm just, I'm good. You Number would probably, one, we would probably hurt our own profitability. Yes, honey. we would. Number one on the menu with a cookies and cream shake. Oh, you know, it's Friday. We could have Chick-fil-A for dinner. We could do that for date night. Yes, we could. We're so <laughs> extravagant. That's right. Okay. So what are some of your favorite franchises that you see people have success with across the country? Give me just a couple of names. All right. Well, I, I picked out three, and it was a okay. hard choice. Okay. All well, right. I'm not trying to peg, you know, make it hard, but I just thought <laughs> give you an opportunity. One, one franchise is the largest independent telecom network in the country. It's a franchise called Schooley Mitchell. What I like about it, the total investment is $50,000. And going back to the, the banking issue we talked about, uh, you can oftentimes get 80% financing from the banks on these businesses. So it's like buying a house, 20% down. So here's a $50,000 investment with 20% down uh, it may not be something that's going to be unattainable for a lot of people. This is a business that can be run as a solo practitioner from your home, or you can open up a business office and have a sales staff of 50 people. And uh, that's very popular, especially people coming out of the sales world, because it is a sales-related business. But uh, nobody's ever heard of Schoolie Mitchell, though. Uh, I've never heard of that before. So that would cause people to go, but I don't understand anything about it. But you would tell them all about it. Though. That is absolutely right. So what's your second favorite one? Uh, the second one, and this is a favorite of my wife's as, as well. It's a business called Scout and Molly's. It's been around since about 2009, and it's growing like gangbusters. It's an upscale uh, ladies' boutique, and uh, it has proven to be one that has a very strong return on investment. Hmm. 
Scout and Molly's. All right, we'll be right back with Bob McBurney from Bayport Franchise Intermediaries. If you're hearing something going, hey, I've always wanted to know. I'm thinking about starting my own business, but franchising is something I was thinking about. Bayportnow.com, Bob McBurney, Bayportnow.com. Trying to help people understand what's franchising all about and how can you as a Christ follower get involved and how can you see the hand of God in choosing one? Well, you got a guy like Bob to help you choose from over 500 different franchises. But we're going to take a break because we've got another caller, a local ministry that I have found out about recently, New Hearts Outreach in Tampa Bay, and Mark Culligan. He and I met on the phone, and we're going to meet face-to-face in June, but he talked to me about this 8th Annual Pastors and Counselors Luncheon that he was having, and I said, Mark, let's talk about that on the radio. Mark Culligan, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Tell me about the ministry of New Hearts Outreach and the Pastors and Counselors Luncheon. Yeah, I am a former homosexual. Um, I uh, have been out of the lifestyle for 30 years, was in it for 20. And our ministry, New Hearts Outreach, has been in the Tampa Bay area for 16 years. Uh, And every year, um, in recent years, we've been having this Pastors and Counselors Luncheon, uh, and we're excited this year to have as our guest, Ty Wiss. It's going to take place on Thursday, May the 12th at South Tampa Fellowship. Uh, and let me give our website address because people will need to RSVP or register so we can keep track of the food. And our website address is www.nhotampa.org. That's nhotampa.org. This is a free event. Uh, and so nobody has to worry about coming up with some money. Uh, the event is underwritten by businesses in the area, and we're just really excited uh, that we're approaching uh, this event. It's a highlight every single year. Um, now, a lot of people think that people are born this way, you know, uh, and there's no research that substantiates that anybody is born gay. In a 100 years of therapeutic observation, people have been coming out of homosexuality. Uh, and also in the scripture, for 2,000 years, people have been coming out of it. So nobody's stuck. There's hope. Uh, and so we want to be sure and give that message of hope. So that's what the Pastors and Counselors Luncheon is all about. Talk, talk to me about what, what are they going to hear from Ty Wiss? He's going to talk about God's transformational steps to freedom. Ty has, has actually received a bachelor's degree from Liberty University in psychology and Christian counseling and a master's degree in mental health counseling. But what I want to say is this is really a God story. He wasn't raised in the church. He made up his mind uh, at 17 he was going to be gay, told his parents. They went over the edge, didn't know what to say, didn't know what to do. They became Christians as a result of his decision and started crying out to God. Uh, and when he would uh, go away on the weekend to do his sexual thing, he would come back home and go to this church And the Lord spoke to him as he compared out of town with in town with mom and dad. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit, actually drew him out of the lifestyle. He's now married with a child and speaking on behalf of uh, of the Lord. 
and encouraging people with the message of hope. All right, so people can find out more online at N as in Nancy, H-O, how about New Hearts Outreach, N-H-O, Tampa.org, N-H-O, Tampa.org. We'll put a link to that out there on Facebook tonight on the I Work For Him Facebook page. Mark Culligan with New Hearts Outreach. I look forward to our show in June when we when we tackle this topic, the same-sex addiction, and what the what the ministry of New Hearts Outreach is all about. And, and really, it's all about loving everybody right where they're at and yeah because that's what jesus was so good at loving people right where they were at not judging people just loving where they're at and letting the work of the holy spirit bring people back to our heavenly father absolutely all right mark i appreciate you calling in i look forward to our time have fun at that pastors and counselors luncheon and we'll talk to you in june Okay, thanks, Jim. You bet. Thanks, Mark. All right, again, that was nhotampa.org, N as in Nancy, H as in Hope, O as in Outreach, New Hearts Outreach, N-H-O. Yeah, Tampa.org. Tampa.org. All right. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm sure Connor's got that out there. All right. We're back with Bob McBurney from Bayport Franchise Intermediaries. Bob, you were talking about your like top three picks for franchises, and you've said two names already that I have never heard of before, but you're saying these are your top picks because people are having an amazing amount of success when they open up these franchises. Right. Uh, something that might be worth mentioning, uh, my company represents over 500 but there's more than 3,500 franchise brands out in the marketplace. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And there are over 900,000 franchisees uh, that have gone down this path and have a couple of stats that I always like to share. Those people provide nearly 18 million jobs in this country. The franchisees, those 900,000 yep. franchisees. And about $2.1 trillion to our economy. Hmm. One out of every 12 businesses in the United States is a franchise, and a new franchise business opens every eight seconds of every day. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. <laughs> that's every a big number. seconds. That, that's pretty incredible. Okay, so your number, <clears throat> your number one franchise was Schooly Mitchell, which the way you described it off the air, I don't have enough time to, to go through it all today. Sounds like a great with some, especially if somebody loves telecom and they understand, they just want to go out and meet with business people. Sounds like a great way to, you help save people money and you make money doing it. Mm-hmm. Then the next one was Scout and Molly's. Did yes. I say that right? Scout that and Molly's, a ladies yeah. boutique or boutique. Upscale. Upscale. It sounds very intriguing to me. That sounds great. Martha's thinking about that. Bob, we can talk about that off the air. <laughs> What's your number three favorite <laughs> franchise? Number three is one that is very popular with professional athletes. Their business managers uh, are promoting this for a number of reasons. It's one that you probably will recognize. Uh, It's uh, Doctors Urgent Care Express. They're all over the Tampa Bay area. That's about a $1.2 million franchise investment. Mm. But the revenues with health care are enormous. And many of the business managers are telling these professional athletes you know, you're 23, you're 24 years old, you're making lots of money right now. That may not be the case in five years, so they're directing them to invest in big businesses, hmm. and that happens to be one of them. And we'd hope that they would do that. I mean, it's, I mean, I always find it astounding, these these sports heroes who make so much money, and then when they stop making money, they go bankrupt because nobody helped them manage their money. That's you know, right. Most of them grew up with no money. 
all they had was their athletic ability. All right, so you, how do you? Well, let me just ask this question: Do any of the franchises that you offer favor Christian biblical principles, or are there, are there franchises based on those? There is one right here in town, and I think they may have been on on your program at some time in the past. It's a franchise called Office Pride. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Todd Hopkins. Hopkins. He's, he's actually hosted the show a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're a great, great national franchise. Uh, commercial cleaning is big business. And what I like about their organizations, from the CEO through their leadership, through their franchisees, they operate under Christian principles. And uh, that's... Got to be a very nice environment to be in, especially if you're a Christian. Uh, as we were sharing off the air in the corporate world today, uh, the ground rules are a lot different than biblical principles. And I think that's one of the reasons many people look to be their own business owner so that uh, you know they can honor the Lord and, and be a good testimony by living and acting the way you know they should in, in a business you know, structure. So you've got all of these different different opportunities, whether it be clothing or something in technology or food-based. So how do you help people narrow it down to figure out what is going to be right for them? Well, I have a, a very extensive questionnaire. That is the first part of the process once mm-hmm. I've had an initial consultation. And it describes their, their background, their education, uh, their career history, their financial situation, uh, their likes and dislikes about different types of businesses. And there are a lot of things they will say, gee, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do you want a business that you run from your home or do you want a storefront type business? Do you want a business that operates Monday through Friday or do you want something that's open seven days a week? There are a lot of those little things. So we capture that in a very detailed questionnaire. And I have a very elaborate matchmaking program that takes this and applies it to my database. Uh, I like to tell people it's a little bit like Auto Trader. You know, <laughs> I, want a, I want a red convertible that has less than 20,000 miles that I can buy for no more than $18,000. So I, I run that information through my system, and then I usually manually tweak some of the results and we'll then sit back down with the client. And we'd like to start with about five or six and uh, go through them in detail. So that questionnaire will take them from 500 down to five or six? Correct. Wow. That's a good questionnaire. That's quite a filter. Well, you know what's amazing about that? When you're, ask, you're asking those questions, a lot of people, just like you said earlier, that try to go into business for themselves without looking at franchises, they don't think about those very questions. And so all of a sudden you might get into a business that is open seven days a week, and that is a world you didn't want to even live in, but you didn't think about it. Or I don't want to work from home, or I want the flexibility of working from home, or whatever. So you really have got some coaching ability in there with them too, so they can really define where they want to go. And that. and that is why I enjoy working so much mm-hmm. with SCORE because uh, this is an all-volunteer organization, and uh, we are providing counseling, mentoring to not only new but existing businesses to help them be as successful as possible. And, uh, you know, having some of those resources available, whether you're looking to start a business Mm -hmm. or uh, move the direction of franchising, 
having someone who's going to help navigate that field uh, is just a big plus for you because it's it's a big investment. Oh yeah. So, but there are. You know, like, we got the internet. You can get anything on the internet. Why do I need you? I could go find out about all these franchises on my own. Mm-hmm. I am so glad that you asked that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got an answer for us. That's the answer. Well, the the first and maybe the most Im- important uh, aspect is, yes, you could do it on your own. And if you have lots of time and interest, it might be a, a great project. But... Companies like mine, we have pre-screened hundreds of these franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the ups and the downs. We know what they're looking for in candidates. So we can save people an awful lot of time and, and effort. But all of this work that we do, it's very much like a real estate agent. There is no cost. You know, this is not one of those... And the consulting fee is. Bob, you were talking about how, why, I asked you the question, why should people talk to you? They can go on the internet and find out about franchising. But you said you're more like a realtor. And you've got that questionnaire that can narrow down 500 down to five. So finish it up. That analogy about the realtor. Yes, all of, all of the services provided through Bayport are at no cost to the client. Uh, because the franchisors gladly pay us a referral fee to bring qualified and, you know, buyers that fit their requirements. So for the 500 companies I represent, I basically have 500 job descriptions. <laughs> and sure. uh, so I know what they're looking for, and I'm not going to introduce someone to a business where I know there's not going to be a fit. Mm-hmm. How long does this process take? Well, if you pick one franchise and it's the one you, you end up selecting, and that doesn't happen very often, but the the research, the due diligence can run anywhere from 90 to 120 days. I generally like to get at least a couple of franchises in the pipeline at the same time because there's a lot of information that the clients need to analyze. They're going to need to uh, involve a franchise attorney, maybe a CPA. So it's not, it's not a decision that you make overnight. Mm-hmm. You know? Bob, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can reach me through my website. All of my contact information is there. It's www.bayportnow.com. Includes a phone number as well if you'd like to talk to me by phone. And uh, I'm happy to help as many people explore this option as possible because uh, I found it's a great thing that many people don't realize. Bob McBurney, thank you so much. Appreciate having you on the show today. We've come to the end of another I Work For Him radio roundtable. As Fridays, we just, we've just we heard some great testimonies today, some really cool stuff. And, and you really I learned a lot about franchising today. If you want to find out more, you can listen. If you, maybe you tuned in late into the show. We always invite you to go out and listen to the archive out there on iWorkForHim.com. Listen in and uh, click on the Listen tab, Radio Archives, and it'll be out there later on this evening. Hey, go out to iWorkForHim.com when you get home tonight and join the I Work For Him nation become part of a movement across the nation and the world of people committing to praying for those that they work with You know, we heard today from one of our listeners, Teddy called in, and he talked about an opportunity he had today on the job site. He moves dirt for a living. He, he shapes job sites, and, and but he has on the side of his pickup truck, what does it say, Martha? 
Jesus. Got Jesus. And somebody come up to say, hey, you're a man of God. And, and all it did was open up a conversation where Teddy had the opportunity to pray with somebody about something that was going on in their lives and then ask them, hey, do you know Jesus? And that's what we're looking for. We need to recognize that there's an epic battle out there for the souls of our coworkers and employees, for the people that we work alongside. The enemy does not want you to be a light in your workplace. Our Heavenly Father does. Who do you want to follow? Who do you listen to? Who do you work for? Really, I work for Him. Take that into your workplace on Monday, and you'll never be the same again. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, and we own our own business, but ultimately, I work for Him. Hey, hey, hey.